Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll be talking to Steve Harris, well-known as the basis of Iron Maiden, but calling us from the road with his side project band, British Lion. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, and this is the Goldmine podcast. This episode, we'll be talking to Steve Harris and about his band, British Lion, on the road. This is British Lion's first U.S. tour, and Steve Harris is very excited about that. He's, He's excited about playing the clubs again. Uh, Iron Maiden does not get a chance to do that, and they have not done that probably since the late 80s, where they played surprise gigs to warm up for a tour. And British Lion has just come out with its second album called The Burning on Explore One Music, out on both CD and vinyl. It's a solid hard rock outing from this band, consisting of Richard Taylor on vocals and the melodic dual guitar work of David Hawkins and Graham Leslie. Also, drummer Simon Dawson is on the road with them. You can sample these energetic tracks for yourself, and I'll give you some names to sample tracks such as the title track, Bible Black, Land of Perfect People, and Native Son. You can sample them on the British Lion website. And that's BritishLionUK.com. And on tour, British Lion performs all of these songs, actually, from the first and second album, except for Native Son right now. Now, this isn't uh, Iron Maiden-type heavy metal, for those of you don't, who don't know, so go sample it. It's uh, Harris's bass is still dominant in the mix, but it's more straightforward. This is hard rock more than heavy metal, more hard rock of the... Montrose, Thin Lizzy, UFO vein. Actually, all the hard rock bands Steve Harris grew up listening to and influenced by. So Steve Harris will call us from the road in the following interview, so bear in mind that the call is more cell phone quality than studio, but well worth the listen as you'll be hearing Steve talk about what road life is like and British Lion in the clubs in the U.S. for the first time. And we'll be right back after this message to talk to Steve in this message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Steve! Steve, how's the how's the tour with British Lion going? You're you're in Texas right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in Dallas at the moment. Yeah, you just played. Yeah, really, it's going really well. Yeah, really, really good. You played Houston last night. Yeah, no, we played San Antonio last night. Ah. Houston before that. 
Well, yeah, you told me you were anxious to see how U.S. fans would react to British Lion Live, and now you've played a handful of gigs. What's what's the report so far? It's been really great. Yeah, the reactions have been great. I mean, a lot of people down the front know the words already to the new album as well as the first one. And uh, even the ones that have come along and maybe just checking it out because they're not sure or they're just, you know, kind of casually just checking it out, they're getting into it as well. And lots of people buying the, the not just the merch, but they're buying the albums and stuff, that, you know, which means obviously they, they haven't even really, you know, checked the album out too much. So they're buying them at the gig. So that's a really good sign. Um, it's great. The reactions have been really, really positive. So you got some good. I didn't see the merchandise yet. That looked. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's all going really well, and um, you know, people make things. It's basically people are really getting into the music, so it's great. Yeah, you've always been good with merchandise, so I know uh, fans know they could buy quality stuff from the band. So, how are the fans? The fans. Uh, how how are they? Did you get a chance to talk to any of them? Uh, after the show or before the shows? Yeah, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been, uh, speak, yeah, mainly after the shows, but uh, yeah, some before, but mo mostly afterwards. Yeah, it's been great. They've been really supportive and really been into it, and you know, basically, yeah, they've been really kind of gushing about it. Uh, you know, they're not so like it, so um, it's really nice. And fans should know that uh, if they do come to a show, there there are no maiden songs being played. Oh, no, 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 we've never done any making songs for British Line. <laughs> <laughs> has, has the press and some fans finally got the uh, the memo that this is a, not a Steve Harris solo project, it's a real band? Yeah, I think people are getting the, the idea these days. I think it's been around a long time now, and uh, I, I know we haven't heard it before, but uh, I think most people know now that it's, uh, it's a side project, it's not a solo thing, it's a back proper band. And people are, you know, really getting into the idea of what's going on. Yeah, I think so. You know, last time we talked, you said performing live makes a band evolve better. Are you noticing that uh, while the tour definitely. advances? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we've obviously been playing together for quite a few years now. And um, sometimes we go quite a long time between touring because of Maiden's commitments. But we've still been done quite a lot of touring since we... You know, did the first album with the same lineup now, so um, it's been yes, yeah, it's, it's really good, and the band's really enjoying playing together. We get on really well, we have a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's all good. Really. What's the biggest thrill for you playing a small club instead of I an arena? Thrill. Um, oh yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. The fact that it is a small club, and the fact that it's um, you know up close and personal. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I love playing massive gigs as well. I love playing all, all of them. I'm very lucky that I get to do all of them. But um, I do really enjoy playing small clubs. Well, must you must have flashbacks to uh, to Maiden performing in the clubs in the late 70s. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it brings back a lot of great memories because um, it's the same sort of thing, going out and trying to prove every night what you can do and there's people coming in who you know, maybe just checking it out and... It was no different back then with Maiden, really. You know, same sort of thing. People come and check it out. And maybe after, some people know about the band, some people not know anything about the band or not much at all. And, you know, you, you've got to go out and win those people over. And it's the same sort of scenario down on this. And uh, I really I enjoy that challenge. I, I've always enjoyed that. You could feel the energy, too, with a club in a club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
from the audience. I mean, you could just feel it. Yeah, no, it's really good. I mean, it's uh, yeah, the show so far, everyone's been it's been really great atmosphere. I remember uh, back in the eighties. I think it was nineteen eighty eight. This was probably the last time you you played in a club. It was a warm up gig in New York at the famous Lamore in New York City. The band, you guys were calling yourself Charlotte Lamar, and the, yeah, Charlotte and the Harlots. <laughs> that was yeah. that was thirty yeah, years ago, that. Steve. That was thirty years ago. I don't think you've played in a club since. I know it's scary, isn't it? Really, where the time goes, but. Uh... Yeah, I remember going to watch UFO there as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know where the time goes, but, uh, yeah, amazing. So it must be a thrill for the other guys in the band, right? I mean, this is their first tour in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of the guys had played in other bands in the States before, but a couple of them have never toured the States before us as well. So a bit of a mixture, but um, it's been a long time since the ones that did tour there. Um, been here so you know they're just loving it absolutely loving it it's a whole different place i mean there's so many different aspects of america <laughs> that's for sure well every state is like you know so different really so um it's like going to a different country almost in a lot, lot of ways so uh it's great it's just a such a vast country and uh yeah it's just it's a great place to tour i noticed the band is doing a video diary online so if the fans want to check it out, I think it's on the British Lion website, right? That's right, yeah. yeah we are doing bits and pieces and uh, just showing, you know, because it's the first time in as well, and it's just nice. And we've got someone who can film stuff with us on the road at the moment, so we're trying to make the most of it. But, but you're a veteran of the road, though. I mean, what do you do to unwind? Do you sightsee? Do you play soccer? What do you do? Um, well, I played tennis the other day. Um, oh, you did? In Houston, but, um, yeah. Because there's three of the guys on the crew that play tennis, so we played doubles. But, um, yeah, that was good. Well, I know American soccer is... enough of us to play football, isn't it? American soccer is not like <laughs> the rest of the world, right? But I'm sure you're familiar with some of it. Right, yeah, there's some really, there's some really, really good players out here now. The game's getting bigger out here, and uh, people are really starting to get into it. And uh, the standards really gone up, uh, you know, way up from say 20 years ago, for example. But uh, but uh, yeah, there's not enough of us to get a team together out here for a football match. But um, so tennis will have to do. Well, I've noticed you also take time to go to record stores. I I remember one time about. Probably 15 years ago, I ran into you while you were out in a record store. Uh, do you still go to record stores? Because record collectors love your music. Once in a while, yeah. There's, there's not really very many of them left. And unfortunately, it's really sad that there's... It's really sad, um, basically, that a lot of these shops are not really around anymore. But um, there's a few still got it about. You're going to be playing also in Cleveland. You can visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, Iron Maiden, yeah, well, Iron Maiden yeah. might be in there one uh, day. No, yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I noticed that you're playing your best songs, uh, best British Lion songs on tour. Bible Black, the title track. Which songs are you most happy with? Um, I don't know. We're playing all the songs actually off the album, except for um, the last song, Native Son, yeah. and Elysium. We're playing everything else. Um, and quite a lot of stuff off the first album but um, at the moment I don't know I'm really enjoying playing uh, Legends um, 
perfect people. Bible Black. I mean, Bible Black, we've been playing in the set for a little while, so it's the newer stuff that I'm really enjoying. You know, the stuff that we've never played live before, this new still. Yeah, I know you never played... Uh, City of Fallen Angels and stuff like that. Right, it's the debut of City of Fallen Angels and Land of the Perfect People. Uh, they had their debut this tour. Yeah. Why no Native Son? That's a yeah, good trick. Native Son's a great song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it, well, we can't fit everything in, so there's yeah. always one or two songs you can't fit in, but uh, people have been asking about Elysium, funny enough, and so I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, you could... Uh, I mean, you also used to play live covers. You could play a live cover, too, if you wanted to. Well, we don't play covers anymore because we've got enough material of our own. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's enough material of our own that we can't even fit in stuff like Elysium. So um, we don't do covers anymore. Well, I'm we just saying... We UFO and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah. but um, we don't do it anymore. You always mastered covers. You did it with everyone from Montrose to Jethro Tull. So I, I could see yeah. that. Well, we had to have a lot of fun with Maiden in the early days. On back, we used to, we used to do them for fun, just in the back of B sides of singles. No one really releases singles, and not in that format anymore. So um, there's no point in doing all that really now. But um, yeah, it's still fun to try a cover once in a while. Do you write songs on the road, or do you come up with any song ideas on the road? I get loads of ideas all the time, actually, wherever I'm, wherever I'm, just loads of ideas, and I just uh, put them down and go, go back to them later. I don't really tend to write on the road too much, because there's not really time, but, uh, but yeah, I get loads and loads of ideas. Do they come from just the um, seeing stuff in America on tour? Anywhere, many times, anything, just, I don't know why, but things just pop in your head. <laughs> I don't know what even what, what, what does it, really, it's, Sometimes I can't be with my family, you know, something I didn't pop, pop me. Oh, you've got another idea. And I'm like, yeah, so where did that come from? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just happened, which is a, a nice problem to have. Well, I know you write songs about a lot of movies and stuff like that. I mean, you've always been good with that. Turning people on to yeah. movies that they never realized were out there, especially older movies. Yeah, movies, or, you know, history, and uh, it could be that. Kind of anything really, anything that sometimes it can even be a title or something or something that sparks you off that to uh, inspire you to, you know, it could be anything really. Do you, do you still, I know you told me you played, uh, sometimes you write songs on acoustic guitar. Do you carry around an acoustic guitar on tour? Um, no, not really. Well, we have got an acoustic guitar, which is actually mine. Richard uses that on stage. Um, uses that on, on stage for the ones where he needs an acoustic, not chosen ones. And, uh, Perfect People and stuff like that and The End of Judas mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so that is mine but we don't really mess around on, on the bus with it really mm-hmm. um, it's packed away safely and with the rest of the gear well the tour ends in New York at, at the Gramercy I mean that's got to be a club and a city you're going to be excited about playing yeah I'm excited to play, play them all I, I enjoy playing everywhere as I said it's, it's, uh, clubs or big places anywhere I just enjoy them all always have done I never get tired of it. I never get tired of the plane. I never get tired of the clubs. I never get, or any venues. I never get tired of traveling. Um, I think you, you get tired, you get fatigued, but you don't get tired of it. Um, I don't, I don't get bored of it. It's just, you know, not at all. You might not ever get bored with it. I mean, there are a lot of musicians that. Well, could... I don't think so. I think that's what, why it's always been. I just, you know, I've always enjoyed it. And, uh, I think I always will, really. I mean, musicians are still. 
musicians are still touring in their 70s. So, I mean, you know, it's something they can't well, get out of their yeah, blood. Exactly. Yeah, you go. You never know what's not. You never know. Now it's around the corner, but um, yeah, you just got to keep. While you feel you can still do it, do it. Well, then, you, then you return back to England. But before we hang up, uh, so far, do you think the band will come back for another U.S. tour in case anyone misses you? Um, I think that we will, you know, definitely come back to the states. Uh, as I said before, you know, like mid Midwest and the rest of Canada, Canada and North America, U.S. And all that, we'll just try and fit in as many dates as we can at some point in the future. It's just a question of finding time when, really, it's the only problem. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've fitted in as many as we could now in this window, window of opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, a lot of people miss out and they, they're they anxious to see you guys. And maybe more people will turn out the second time around, you know? Yeah, I mean, the numbers have uh, been, you know, pretty good. Um, well, very good in for some places. Um, so I think there's only one gig, really, where maybe the attendance is not going to be so great. But, we'll, you know, we'll still go out and give 100% wherever we are. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just, we have a new band. It's like trying to, it's, it's the same to me, then. You know, you just try and get out there and get people in. And, and then you can, once they're there, you can uh, do what you do. And, uh Hopefully they're going to like it. And it seems so far so good. Everyone's been really loving it. So um, if there's one or two people that don't like it, then that's fine. You know? But um, I think mostly the reaction's been fantastic everywhere. Well, listen, man, I wish you all the best on the tour. Um, I'm happy you're doing something like this. It's different and a lot of fun. And uh, we'll talk to you We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks, right. Steve. Cheers, bye. Go to British Line uk.com to check out the remaining dates of the tour which wraps up on february 20th in new york city thank you steve harris for calling us on the road and this is pat prince editor of goldmine magazine signing off till next episode don't forget to pick up goldmine on the newsstand if you're not a subscriber and you can get it at select Books A Million and Barnes & Noble stores. Also, if you'd like to be a subscriber, you can get 68% off the cover price by going to goldminemag.com. All right, this is Pat Prince. Talk to you next time on the Goldmine Magazine podcast. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.